0: Episode number 16, Websites of the Future, and we look at pre-made WordPress themes versus custom-designed websites. This is a really interesting episode for anyone out there who has a website or is looking to build a new website, which is probably most of your business owners and marketers out there, and want to make the best decision to make sure that website performs optimally, ranks well in search engines, and converts your traffic to Customers and also sales and revenue because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. We look at WordPress as a platform and why there's so many businesses choose to build their website on the WordPress CMS or content management system. We look at the pros and cons of building your website on a pre-made theme versus or a template versus uh, investing in a custom design site. And we look at some new website technologies that are changing the way website content is served on mobile devices across social media and search engines. This is a really interesting episode. I, I got a lot out of it. I'm sure you're going to. If you do get a bit out of this episode, if you learn even one thing, one useful thing, please go and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play and don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates regular giveaways and a whole heap of other fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. websites of the future WordPress themes versus custom design I hope you enjoy this one let us know if you do here we go Welcome to the Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location based marketing tactics and technologies so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is John Hollenberg. John, thanks for coming on the show. Great to be here, Dave. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. So we're recording this show in, uh, what is it, the week before Christmas um, 2016. Now, I'm really excited about this episode because John, John here, he's the owner of a business called 5 by 5 which is a web design and an online marketing business based on the Gold Coast. And he's come on the show today to talk about something that I feel is really important for uh, any any business, big or small, and that is websites, web design, specifically WordPress. We're going to talk about WordPress websites of the future. We're going to talk about uh, whether, whether to go with a, a theme WordPress website or a custom design site and where is web design technology headed uh, in 2017 and beyond and how to make the right choices around that. I feel like John's a really good guest for us to uh, talk to about this topic today because he's got, I think it's like over 15 or 17 years experience within. In the web industry a very strong background in, in design specifically web design and online growth strategies he's helped deliver literally thousands of websites for a range of companies like big big brands like Qantas and Jeep to a heap of other small businesses so he 's got a ton of experience in this space uh, he's, a, he's a speaker he 's an author of, of a book that we 'll talk about a little bit later he 's a keen surfer likes distance running which i think is a bit weird because i don't know how anyone could like (laughs) (laughs) distance running um he's sporting an awesome beard at the moment so we'll definitely have to uh, link up a photo of that beard in the show notes (laughs) so really excited to have john on today Um, mate before we hook into some questions about websites would you mind just telling us a bit more about your story and, and what you're up to right now
1: yeah, sure, sure. So thanks for the, uh, thanks for the intro. Uh, so as you mentioned, I uh, own a web development business called 5 5 We are based here at the Gold Coast, uh, service clients Australia-wide. Uh, so we specialize in building great-looking, high-performing uh, websites that bring in more leads and inquiries for our customers. So uh, 17 years of doing this started out wow. as a, a 16-year-old in my, uh, my boardies, dabbling around with, with websites. Uh, I reckon we've probably delivered about uh, oh, over a thousand websites now, uh, work with some really great sort of bigger style clients, uh, hundreds of other sort of smaller uh, professional service style businesses. We do a lot of work across uh, a wide range of industries, dentistry, uh, property development, uh, financial planning, accountants. So, that's the great thing about being a website designer is you, you get a tremendous insight into a lot of different businesses. Uh, as you mentioned, I've uh, published a book that's actually about two years old now. Uh, it's called Love at First Sight, uh, A No BS Guide to Getting Your Website Firing. Um, that's a great that book
0: too by the way I'm, I'm just going to give you a plug there because uh, I don't usually read paperback books uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an audio person and I believe it does come in audio version as well but I found it super easy to follow in terms of like if if I was someone who didn't have any experience with websites, it tells me, you know, how to choose a great web designer, what platform to build on, you know, design tips and principles and optimizing for search. And pretty much it's like a, a, an ultimate guide to making good choices with your, with your website. So I'm sure you would have got a, a fair bit of, uh, awesome feedback about that book.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's been a really, really good tool. So, um, as I said, I wrote about two years ago, and essentially what I wanted to do was unpack my brain. So uh, I think when when you know you're working in your business and and you're sort of so uh, caught up in in the details and a lot of stuff, I think you take for granted as as uh, in general uh, all business owners do this because you've been doing it for so long and you know it so well and all that sort of stuff. But what I really wanted to do was. Provide a a good detailed resource that someone could say flick through on a weekend, you know, a, a punchy sort of three three and a half hour read that wasn't too technical, that was visually mm-hmm. interesting, uh, but essentially gave the 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 business owner or the the decision maker the the fundamentals of the the overall sort of strategy and um, the mindset they need to be in. Uh, and then really just the questions they need to be asking of their, you know, potential partner because every day I hear a new horror story of a client, uh, you know, on their third attempt to build a website designer because the relationship's broken down, they, they've, um, you know, had misaligned expectations, all this sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's so much time, money, effort uh, wasted. So essentially, you know, this this book was written to just get people up to speed with the stuff that they should know about when making this sort of decision.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think it did a great job with that. And today, in today's call, I'd really like to cover on some of those points from your book and specifically around WordPress because WordPress powers, I think, what is it, 20 odd percent of the world's websites and it's, it's such a popular platform. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll specifically talk about some WordPress website stuff, but it's going to be relevant to you. Even if you're listening and you don't have a WordPress website, you don't want a WordPress website, it's still going to be relevant for you. So uh, I want to just start off by asking like, let's talk about WordPress. What what are the benefits of WordPress and why should that be you know, uh, an option when, when looking to build uh, a new site?
1: Yeah, sure. So WordPress is uh, what we call a content management system. It's the underlying software that physically drives a website. So it's what they call open source, which means it's free to use. Uh, You can download it. You can install it on your hosting server. Uh, You can shape it. You can mold it and do whatever you want with that. So as you said, it's actually 26% last time I checked of all sites are driving WordPress. So it's got tremendous traction out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It certainly is like the go-to platform. started life as a blogging platform. Platform, mm-hmm. um, which means that uh, the good folk at Google, they really, they really like it, and it's sort of, it's, it's got a lot of these um, inbuilt search engine optimization features. So, uh, I might be getting a little bit technical here, but you know, like nice permalinks so the actual address links of all your sites. Um, there's a bunch of plugins that you can bolt into it um it's nice and easy to use from a end user perspective so a website owner can get into the back end and with a little bit of training um they they should be nice and comfortable on the back end to make simple mm-hmm. sort of text and image updates mm-hmm. uh as i said it's completely customizable so you can make it look however you want uh designed.
0: so what are some of the um because we've probably got people out there listening, oh, but my web de- web developer recommended that I don't use WordPress. What are some of the common, I guess, myths about the downsides of WordPress and, and what would you sort of say to those?
1: Well, look, there's, there's always pros and cons. And mm. and, and, and I guess, uh, you know, I've sort of touched on a, a bunch of the pros there, but some of the cons for using WordPress is because it is open source, um, it can be reverse engineered. So uh, what we find sometimes is, you know, a client will built a, a WordPress website a few years back and it's sat there stagnant on a uh, hosting server and not a whole bunch has happened, right? Mm-hmm. So then what happens is WordPress is continually evolving, it's changing, it's being added to by a, uh, a big sort of legion of of developers and uh, they're always releasing new features and security updates and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So. If the underlying software is not maintained or kept up to date, mm-hmm. then it's it's sort of left open to potential hacking, and mm-hmm. uh, you know bad stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. So. That's probably
0: a con that it does require a little bit of maintenance or upkeep, but
1: there's certain strategies around that to to ensure that that happens.
0: Got it. And I guess because it's such a popular platform for hackers and spammers, uh, it's obviously going to be a big target for them. So if you're not updating your website and your WordPress themes and plugins regularly, then you're obviously going to leave yourself open to that. So... <clears throat> what I, uh, let's talk about some of the differences between how how I can build a WordPress website because being such a, a popular platform, um, many of the listeners out there might know that you can basically purchase pre preset templates that look really nice and build your site on those or you can uh, build build the design by scratch and and go down that path so uh, can we maybe talk about what are some of the um, I guess non non technical speak here, but what are some of the pros and cons with going with um, preset theme websites versus custom design WordPress sites?
1: Sure. Sure. So um what I what I might do is just start off with like defining a theme. You sort of you touched yeah. on this before, Dave, is is really a theme is like the visual layer that's sitting on top of WordPress. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's the look and the feel and the colors and the text and the fonts and all that sort of stuff, the general layout of the site, right? So um, what uh, what you can do, and there's, there's a bunch of these sites out there, you can go and purchase a, a theme for 50, 60 bucks, and you can install it into your, your WordPress website, and then there's a big sort of configuration panel in the back end where you can... Define a color scheme and you can swap out some logos and Mm -hmm. generally, you know, define what the homepage is going to look like and what your blog page will look like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the the customization options are are fairly sort of um, detailed. So you can do a whole bunch with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and the pros with that approach are that, you know, relatively quickly you can get a website up and running. You need some level of of technical sort of know-how and experience because, a certain point you're going to reach a roadblock where it's like oh i want to do this but it doesn't necessarily allow me to do that or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and generally it's it's an inexpensive inexpensive approach mm-hmm. so um so you're going to get a certain result with that um and when explaining the difference so then the, the flip side of that would be some sort of customer approach and this is what we physically do as part of our process and this is our position in the marketplace where we will take very much a ground up approach so we will look at the fundamentals of your brand so it usually starts by looking at you know do you have a brand style guide um what is some of the other marketing collateral that you have um as part of your marketing activities um who is your target audience? Uh, you know what are their needs, interests, desires, all that sort of stuff. Understanding the sales process of the business, mm-hmm. and then what we'll do is we'll go about and design a very customized, unique, bespoke skin or design mm-hmm. um, that is 100% targeted to that business, the target audience, and the outcomes that they're looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the benefits of doing that and the big differentiator there is design. Mm-hmm. And, and some people put value on design. A lot of businesses don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the end result that we find is a much more polished product. It's yep. all handcrafted. It's completely specific, unique to the client. It means that your site doesn't look the same as every other site that's ever used that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically, you get what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can basically uh you can basically make the site look however you want with no limitations uh, whereas a theme has some set structures that you kind of got to mash what you want into their kind of uh their preset layouts. Is that kind of a, a good assumption? 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Okay. So
1: there, there'll be always compromise working with a theme. It may yeah. not you know specifically do what you want it to do. Some mm-hmm. people can get it to do what what you need it to do, but yeah. um to, to some degree, there will be some compromise.
0: This is a little bit of a leading question because we've had experience with uh, theme theme WordPress sites, uh, working with clients that have custom sites versus themes. And one, one thing that we've found is that from a performance perspective, even though these some of these WordPress themes uh, have all the functionality in the world and they're just absolutely amazing in terms of what you can do with them and functionality and features and, and different um Uh, different layouts and that kind of thing and tools, Uh, we've found that they seem to kind of, uh, from my end, they seem to slow down the performance of the website and uh, make it really heavy on on the hosting side of things. Now, I'm not a hosting expert, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on on that side of things and and whether that is a factor or whether I'm just doing it wrong.
1: (laughs) No, no, you you hit the nail on the head. So. Because it's, it's almost a, buying a pre-built theme is, is like a one-size-to-fit-all approach. They mm-hmm. include all this additional superfluous stuff that yeah. may not necessarily be needed for your specific site in terms of uh, code libraries and mm-hmm. all this sort of underlying stuff, right? So the mm-hmm. name of the game is speed. Speed is very important to the, uh, the Google gods. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to provide a good user experience for their searches mm-hmm. and speed has always been recognized as a uh, conversion factor. Um, so they're going to reward sites that load nice and quick and that's definitely part of their their logarithm mm-hmm. in terms of where your site and how quickly it loads mm-hmm. compares to your competitor's site.
0: Got it. And so whereas a, a custom design you know site if it's just built to do the parts that you need it's kind of taking up a lot less resources and therefore uh loading quicker and performing better from from that sort of side of things
1: yeah you got more control exactly
0: got it cool okay right yeah um and so like obviously there's uh, some cons about building a WordPress website or any website from scratch with a unique design is I would assume that would take longer to implement and possibly be more, more costly. But in the long run, it seems like, you know, well, my personal opinion is it's always a better option to invest in that. But how does a business owner decide between which option is right for them and whether they actually need a unique design or, or they're just fine with, with going with a, a preset theme?
1: Well, the way that I I you know try and justify this and, and our our sort of position in the marketplace yeah. you know, is um, that a, a well-designed site that is set up correctly from a, a general sort of structure perspective uh, and visually from a design perspective. So good mm-hmm. design generally should be um, you know somewhat timeless, right? And mm-hmm. there's always going to be trends and changes and all that sort of stuff, but. Yeah. If it's done well, then we, we find the typical lifespan on a site should be generally three to five years. So, oh, you know, it, yeah. stuff shouldn't change too much in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a, a, I guess comparing, say, a $500 site that you can get done using a theme compared to, say, maybe a six to $8,000 custom build, completely mm. specific, unique to you, you know, really good polished uh, user interface, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you extrapolate that investment out over, say, three to five years, you know, it's a fairly sort of nominal um, annual investment. So that's mm. sort of the mindset I'm trying to get my clients in that, uh, you know, this is done well. You shouldn't have to do this again for another... Honestly,
0: it's, it's always amazed me because uh, I 'm totally on your side of the fence here, so uh, it's and and only because i've seen <laughs> i've seen things screw up with cheap web website options and going with you know a one man band that might be great at what he does, but then doesn't have the support team behind him or the design now or so whatever it is so i'm'm I'm, uh, you know I, i'm sold on this custom design side of things and investing in in a good quality web development team. I'm always surprised how um, businesses out there would go and drop $20,000 on a TV ad or a Yellow Pages ad um, uh, or, or Google AdWords or any other like marketing channel. They'll spend tons of money on that but then they they are reluctant to spend you know up to 10 grand on, on their website, their, their number one sort of presence on the web. Do you find that as well or are things changing in, in that respect? Yeah, look,
1: it's... Uh, you know, typically, if you, if you look at a sales cycle of of a business, um, the website is typically one of the very first touch points in there. So, you know, it's it's the shop front, it's the it's the first impression. So, mm-hmm. what we want to do is make that a uh, a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell enough of a story about the business. Um, Ideally, give people some some quick wins or, you know, share as much about your process, your product, your service, your methodology Mm -hmm. as you can. Mm -hmm. So, um, by investing in that up front, obviously, it's going to be a quicker path to the sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, we talk about... Be, generosity is like the new currency of choice where mm-hmm. there are no secrets in this world. All you need to do is go to Google or YouTube and type in what you're looking for and you'll find the answer. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily everyone wants to do stuff themselves, whether it's mm-hmm. mow the lawns or clean the gutters or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, it, by giving away as much upfront about your process, your methodology, quick wins, uh, useful, helpful information that generally solves people's problems, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be building up that trust and, and hopefully you're the, the business they get in touch with. They pick up the phone, they raise their hand, they fill out the inquiry form and get in touch.
0: Yeah, got it. And, and I guess it depends on what, what an average customer's worth to that business as well. Um when they're looking at how much do I spend on uh, on a, a new website, how much you know, how much can I do I stand to win or gain if I actually put some time and effort and resources into this? So whereabouts is I'm I'm really interested in where website technology is kind of headed in in sort of 2017 and and beyond. Like what, and we can talk specifically about WordPress as well, but in websites in general. Uh, we've just been through the mobile first kind of phase uh, and obviously traffic on uh, traffic in general, internet traffic is uh, being overtaken by mobile devices versus desktop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Let's, we can talk a little bit about the mobile stuff, but what else is happening in web development the web design world that is um, changing and, and, we, and we need to sort of look out for in the future?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So uh, essentially, you know, it's like most things in life, uh, incremental evolution and, and changes. Um, as you said, mobile is is going to be um, more and more of a, uh, a, a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it's what you said that that mobile first approach. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 of that principle of like. Um, Uh, progressive enhancement so you actually like you do the hardest thing first Mm -hmm. which is actually the mobile side of things so you've got this small screen right yeah and it's all very content driven and it's like well how do i get the information across that i need to and only after you've got the mobile design um, finalize is when then you start moving up to bigger display types like your iPads, your laptops. It. So, it,
0: so it's how do we figure out – obviously, uh, <laughs> physics tells us uh, a smaller screen can fit less stuff in it. So it's, it's figuring out how do, we, how do we get all this information and content across in a nice easy way and then we worry about how it folds out on a desktop, which is kind of uh, the reverse of how it's done traditionally. Is, is this – is this how you guys approach every website now, or does it uh, depend on uh, on the business and and you know their mobile traffic levels?
1: Correct. Well, n- now that the, you know the numbers are, are skewed uh, for mobile devices, um, we we haven't had a choice but to yep. then evolve our process because um, w- what it does is it forces you to prioritize content ruthlessly. Yeah. Uh, Whereas the other approach was was like that graceful degradation, where you start out with the bells and whistles, and then you get down to the uh, the simple stuff or the you know the the simplified version. So that's certainly a pivot that that we've made. Um, if we're talking about say few other future trends, um, so it's it's like better focus on the user interfaces, what do we actually want someone to do when they come through to the site? What is the mm-hmm. one or two key actions mm-hmm. that we want them to take? So whether it's to get in touch or whatever. So this is very much focused around conversion. Um, from a design perspective, we look at originality. So gone are the days where uh, you go to iStock Photo and put in some information some, uh, Tacky, you know, stick figure photography, uh, stock photos, or that those those same
0: old corny stock photos
1: that you see over and over again. Um, so the little
0: cartoon that, man with the magnifying oh, glass, you know that one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, so instead, that's being replaced with like custom iconography yeah. illustrations. So when yeah. we talk about Um, uh, looking at a business's, you know, uh, process and methodology, illustrating that into some sort of flow chart or infographic style. So, um, you know, all all that sort of stuff. Video. So video is a really, really powerful tool in terms of being able to tell an interesting story for people to be able to eyeball you. Um, The general sort of principle is people buy from people. So, if a business owner can tell and share their story, then um, you're building that trust and rapport in a very leveraged fashion through es- video.
0: Especially when you've got a mean, mean beard like you're sporting at the moment, <laughs> you want to you want to get as many people seeing that as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a traction, Who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, other principles would be scrolling. So people have evolved to know how to scroll. So before, you know, like three or four, five years ago, people would come to us and say, it's all gonna be above the fold, i.e. it's all got to mm-hmm. be on that first screen that loads. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like cramming stuff in. Whereas now we've got these big, nice flowing designs, plenty of white space for it mm-hmm. to breathe. you get these sort of parallaxed layered style effects. Yep. Uh elements transition onto screen. So it's almost like a little Symphony of uh, elements mm. that are all working in unison to present a you know a really cool interactive style, yeah. you know, online brochure basically.
0: Yeah, more like an app than a than a traditional yeah. website. Yeah on. Cool. yeah, on, on. Yeah, and then and then an evolution of that then is
1: simplicity. So it gets back to well, stripping away all the superfluous. And you notice maybe like uh, you know you look at say the Uber website Mm -hmm. the most recent version of that and they've literally got two links or three links in their navigation Mm -hmm. um and for like a pretty big sizable company Mm -hmm. um for them just to simplify and distill down to these are the two things that Mm -hmm. we're going to funnel you through to Mm -hmm. um so gone are the days where you've got you know 10 12 items along your navigation and uh, so what we're trying to do is just simplify as much as we can
0: Right got it. And and what else from a, a technology perspective we can get a bit techy. Um but here but w- what else is uh, happening in terms of features and tools and um, apps and stuff available for for websites to make them more interactive or make them serve better on mobile or, or whatever.
1: Yes yeah so you'll probably see the thing that is flowing through people's uh, Facebook feeds uh, what they call um, the Facebook instant articles, mm-hmm. um, and this is very much focused around mobile loading. Um, so reading reading stuff on the web on your mobile um, it, it, outside of the Facebook sort of ecosystem is is generally pretty slow, right? So you mm-hmm. click on a link in your Facebook feed, it goes out to the external site, it then loads, and assuming that it loads quickly, it's still going to take you know say three to five seconds for the article to load. Um, depending on the internet connection and the, or the cellular connection if you're not connected to the Wi-Fi. Um, and, and as I said before, like speed's always been super important to people like Google and Facebook. Um, so essentially what they've done is they've built this framework that allows you to push your content across to the respective platforms so that um, when it is clicked on, it's all cached and it loads just basically super quick, instant mm-hmm. articles. Um, so it's a much better way of being able to present your content.
0: Yeah, and and Google Google's uh, pro- platform is called AMP or a- Google AMP, which does a similar thing, right. right? And so, so my understanding of that that kind of technology, even though it's quite early days now as we sit here in December two thousand and sixteen, but my understanding is that uh, the website or the publisher submits like a scaled back version of the page without all the bells and whistles, just kind of the text and basic HTML content images and that kind of thing uh, to make it load quicker is there do you see this technology heading to like a whole nother version of HTML that actually does have all the bells and whistles but still loads quickly or is it always going to be a scaled back minimalist type um, form format of, of content
1: well there's gonna there's going be half there will be compromise somewhere so yeah. basically what what AMP do is they use a standardized uh, synchronous JavaScript, which is getting a little bit technical, but <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, basically they 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 lock down the mm-hmm. JavaScript and in and what you can and can't do with it, right? So um, what the end result is it is it loads super quick and that's all mm-hmm. cached in their system and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. essentially you, you've got the 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 fundamentals of the article, whether it's the title, the author, maybe an image, and mm-hmm. and the content, right? It. And uh, it just focuses on purely the content. Um, and obviously that, that'll evolve and improve in, in terms of, of features. And, and and Facebook works in a very similar fashion. So if we're looking at it from a WordPress perspective, um, how, do we, how do we get our say our posts into this format? And there's there's plugins available um, that are free to use. You can basically bolt it into your existing WordPress site. Mm-hmm. Um, with Facebook you'll need to register for uh, for their instant article service. Um, and essentially, you know you can you can push your content out, so maybe if someone 's got a site, they can have a dabble and, and see what sort of results they get
0: yeah we 're just testing it on our site uh, in the oh, right now, so we 'll be publishing in the in the new year to sort of see how how that how easy that is to implement uh, but it, for, for listeners out there that are thinking okay how do I, how do I see a, an example of Google AMP or Facebook Instant Articles. Uh, if you're a Facebook user, a really easy way is when you're scrolling through your feed, you'll notice some articles from publishers have a little lightning bolt icon on them yep. and they are they are instant art in, a, in Instant Articles format. And now that I've told you this... <laughs> Literally, I, my my behavior on Facebook now is if I see an article that I'm kind of interested in, but it doesn't have a lightning bolt, I won't click on it. If I see, yeah. if I see, it's actually influencing the the articles I click on. If I see an article that I'm kind of interested in but has an instant article, I'll open it. I'll click on it because it loads instantly and I save that three to five seconds and maybe I'm just super impatient but <laughs> it literally now that I'm aware of it 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 affects my behavior from the Facebook feed. And same with Google. Like you'll start seeing these little lightning bolt icons in mobile search results on Google too. And mm-hmm. you just subconsciously want stuff quicker. So it makes sense to and and I see this as potentially being, you know, the next big um, push for mobile websites um, after the you know the mobile getdon or the mobile responsive push where Google said we're going to heavily favor mobile mobile responsive websites it, it's It seems like something especially for blog articles and that that sort of content it seems like something's just going to become more and more important that we need to keep an eye on yep
1: hundred percent agreed
0: and so what are, with regards to load speed uh what else can we do? specifically for uh, WordPress websites, I guess, but websites in general, Uh, what else can we do to improve load speed and, and serve up our content quicker to users?
1: Yeah, so there's two components to this. So obviously, you've got your website that consists of files and images and videos and scripts and all that sort of stuff, right? So we need to make sure that that is as lean as possible, so the images are... Optimized the the scripts are sort of what they call minified and combined, right? So they bring Mm -hmm. the file sizes down Um, So every time you go to say your address bar and the web browser and you type in your your website Mm -hmm. It goes to the server and it doesn't have to request uh, Too many files basically, right? So we want to want to bring those file sizes and the number of requests right down. So that's the first component. The site needs to be nice and lean. The Mm -hmm. second component um, and and this is typically where we see a lot of the bottlenecks is the website host. So the host is not um, uh, optimized to say WordPress as a specific platform or it's just a cheap $5 a month hosting account and you're on the same server as 100 other people. And one of them is just, you know, breaking the rules and <laughs> sending tremendous amount of traffic or whatever, and it affects the hygiene or the health of mm-hmm. uh, all the other people on there, right? So yeah. it's like anything in life, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. So from a hosting perspective, um, for the like I like I said, this is the first touch point in the business. You want to make sure that. You know, you've got a good premium host mm-hmm. that's uh, cloud-based so you're, you're pulling from like a cloud-based network mm-hmm. uh, it loads in around that say three to five second mark um, and uh, that's what it really comes down to just making sure that you've got a really good quality host that's serving up the data
0: right and so what what's it cost like uh, for an average you know small business WordPress website for example with you know not a ton of content but more than 10 pages kind of thing. What, what, what is the range that people should be paying for quality WordPress hosting, do you think?
1: So we, what we've seen in the marketplace is, is uh, uh, the evolution of what they call like dedicated platform hosts. Mm-hmm. So um, people that only host one specific platform and because WordPress is the most popular CMS out there. Um, there's a lot of these dedicated WordPress hosts, so they lock their system down, they engineer their system mm. completely, 100% to WordPress, whereas some of the other bigger providers, and I won't mention their names, but uh, basically, they, uh, the, the flip side of that is they give you this environment, mm-hmm. and they say here are the keys to this environment or the keys to the door. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do in there is completely up to you. The onus is on you. Mm-hmm. If it breaks, um, that's your problem. If it mm-hmm. gets hacked, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sort of throw their arms in the air and say, we accept no responsibility. <laughs> so um, we, we've we partnered with company. I'm, I'm a company. I'm a big fan of these guys. They're called WP Engine.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, they are awesome. I've had sites yep. yeah, with them before.
1: Uh, and, and they have a tremendous um, technical service, so mm-hmm. they've they built a really cool platform. They can, can deploy a new site in a, a moment of seconds. You can, uh, you've can you got things called staging environments where you can take a copy of the current site, push it across to the staging environment, make all your changes, your updates, mm-hmm. make sure nothing breaks, and then one click you can push back to the live, you get daily backups. Mm-hmm get exceptional customer service, all that sort of stuff, right? Right. So, um, and like I said, you get what you pay for. So pricing on that, I think the actual package is about 29 US dollars a month. And a lot of those um, issues that I touched on at the start of this conversation around, you know, WordPress being out of date, plugins being out of date, sites getting hacked. Mm -hmm. Those issues just disappear on a service like that. Like, Good. there's still a little bit of maintenance and upkeep, but they mm-hmm. they as as a as a rule of thumb, they're keeping WordPress up to date and secure. They will alert you if if there's any sort of vulnerabilities or issues, and uh, it all just works basically. Nice,
0: awesome, cool, and and so yeah, right, awesome. But so in terms of like wanting changes to your website and that kind of thing, ongoing. It, uh, you'd still you still want like a, I guess a reg, regular web designer or, or a web development team that can uh, communicate the hosting side of things to you and make, make actual content changes to the website and that kind of thing. Is that sort of how you guys operate?
1: Yeah. So typically when we deliver a site, mm-hmm. um, we will do a bunch of user training and get the client very comfortable and capable in the driver's seat to mm. make day-to-day updates, adding new blog posts. Mm. And maybe they get team members come on board. <laughs> um, yeah, it's simple little changes to the site that mm. a client should be making as a as a you know a business owner that, that has set up a site. So. Um, where they may come unstuck is, you know, maybe they need some tweaks or changes to the interface or, um, they need to expand out mm-hmm. some more technical things or whatever, right? So the, the, the natural sort of relationship is, after you deliver a site it's not set and forget the the site should evolve grow and change as the business does mm. uh, so and and you're naturally going to need a, an ongoing relationship with a website designer because it's not until the uh, the you know the, it all hits the fan that you realize how much you've brought <laughs> light on your website over the years and yeah. the leads up or whatever so essentially it's almost like a bit of an insurance policy to say well you know i do value my site Mm -hmm. and and i do value the upkeep of that and Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to pick up the phone have a conversation submit a support request and basically have my problems solved quickly efficiently
0: we've um i I was gonna say i can i can vouch for this issue because uh, you know running the marketing side of things for for businesses over the years uh (laughs) there's been plenty of plenty of times where we've Inherited a client who's got their, you know, their their mate's brother or or whoever has built their website, and it looked okay when it first launched. And then six months down the track, when we're trying to do marketing work on it or SEO work on it or get changes made, that that person's uh, not in business anymore, or they're too busy with um, with other projects. And and I've definitely found value in, uh, and and we certainly recommend to clients these days to. Go with a, a team that is contactable and has the uh has the resources and the and the capability and the time to actually help out when stuff goes wrong or when you or when you need changes. So um, I, and I know it can be it can be because you know it, as we as we spoke about before with WordPress themes, almost anybody can now just set up a nice looking site, but. It's it's kind of you know and for and for not a lot of money and and you think you're saving money at the time but it's a short term vision I think that that approach and I've certainly learnt the hard way over over the years and I know you kind of agree with <laughs> with that approach too but um yeah <laughs>
1: no big time big time and and look it's just that safety net at the end of the day Dave that yeah. that like I said it. Um, the, the site will evolve the technology is going to evolve the plugins evolve mm-hmm. it's natural that stuff you know may or may not work all the time so you really need a part that you can draw upon to uh, yeah to solve those problems
0: and in terms of I, I'm really interested to know like uh, there's plenty of uh, Plenty of businesses or sm- a lot of small businesses out there that don't even have a website these days. They're just using a Facebook page or a Google My Business page or an Instagram account to build their entire business off. I, I'd I'd be uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on uh, on that sort of dynamic and whether whether Facebook and these social platforms have the capability to you know build out really good websites, CMSs within their own kind of ecosystems in the future. What what, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like um, I know you're not Nostradamus. Look- you your ball, yeah. <laughs> so I want to see you in New York, ball, John.
1: Okay. So my wife's got a uh, organic beauty salon, right? So she built a pretty successful business mm-hmm. purely off the back of Instagram,
0: yeah, right?
1: Kind of. So she's got I don't know three or four thousand followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, she'd be just pumping content out, um, putting up specials every now and then. And she was able to build a pretty successful business. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it was just you know herself and one other person. So mm-hmm. that was enough to just keep them busy. But that sort of gets to a certain point where um, you know, she wanted to take things to the next level. The next yeah. logical progression was to uh, approach her husband, who also happened to be a website designer, and say, "Build me a website." <laughs> so uh, we <laughs> built her a website. I hope, I
0: hope you, I hope you stung her on price.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beauty treatments for facials, stuff. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so the site contains a bunch of good uh, content, mm-hmm. so she then recorded a series of web videos. Um, she's got a, a, a natural organic treatment called sugaring, which is basically like waxing, right, but mm-hmm. better for your skin and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so she recorded this like three to four-minute video of an actual uh, client getting waxed, or oh, sorry, getting sugared. And uh, <laughs> sorry, use the right terminology here. Uh, and it, it's just so... So detailed and, and it's just like a standard appointment as to mm-hmm. what you'd normally do if you go went and got that treatment. Um, and then a little intro, a little outro. And to this date on YouTube, I think it's been viewed about four or 5,000 times, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone searching on, say, body sugaring Gold Coast, mm-hmm. um, that should be in the mix. And um, what it does is it obviously puts her face on camera. Mm-hmm. It, um, it gives really detailed knowledge about the treatment, instills mm-hmm. trust, confidence, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I think you can then go and do a lot more of this content creation. Um, so the issue then with having that purely on a social platform is because it is a feed mm-hmm. um, and it is like a white water torrent mm-hmm. in terms of... Um, one bit of content in the morning has just completely disappeared and irrelevant in the afternoon whereas the content housed on a site is very much evergreen in nature. So someone going to Google and typing body sugar in Gold Coast, that post mm-hmm. keeps appearing over and over again. And like you own
0: that content, you own the domain. It's, uh, it's not something that can be taken away when Facebook or Instagram change their algorithms or their, or their layouts or whatever
1: spot on yep so got you're it. in charge yeah. of your destiny which you want to do so you want to you know it's like hedging your bets so still playing all those different platforms mm-hmm. where the traffic comes from but also be never too dependent on any one platform so mm-hmm. if they change the rules then it all, you know the 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 phone calls and the inquiries don't dry
0: up overnight got it okay cool yeah i, I think that makes sense that's interesting so um mate i've got one, one more well A couple more questions for you then I want to jump into some personal questions to get uh, so our audience can get to know you a little bit better but first yeah I didn't tell you about those whoops (laughs) (laughs) don't worry they're they're, they're pretty tame now um, first of all I just want to I I think it'd be really valuable uh, if you could rattle off a few of the common mistakes that you see I know we've covered a few of them but to round up and say, what are what are some of the common mistakes that you see happening over and over again uh, by business owners uh, with regards to websites and web design um, that that could be helpful to make you know to help people right now not make uh, poor decisions, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I could probably summarise that into into three. So the three main problems that our clients face are their site looks horrible. So usually it just presents horribly. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not enough of that quality content that Mm -hmm. we've been speaking about. And thirdly, it's just not designed for conversion. So uh, what it is you actually want an individual to do on the site. Mm -hmm. So there's different subsections of that. But really like they're the common three themes that we're Mm -hmm. seeing over and over again.
0: Got it. Okay, cool. And so – uh, when you say say it, it looks horrible to me, that's a really subjective thing, and and obviously some people have a good now nice for design and a natural sort of eye for it. Other people, I, I've seen business owners go look look at my site. I think it's great, and you look at it and go, oh my god, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how they, how is there any way to tell if you don't have a good eye for design? <laughs>
1: well, look, you know. Compare it to other industry leaders in the marketplace, so yeah. the Apples of the world, you know, mm-hmm. Apple has built the most valuable business in the world purely mm-hmm. off you know, a bunch of different strategies but mm-hmm. off the back of good quality sound design, mm-hmm. uh, good timeless design, investing in design, everything they do mm-hmm. generally looks beautiful. Yeah. So, By taking that approach and then translating that into your site um, is, you know, the the sort of, I guess, the the mindset we're trying to get our clients in.
0: Got it, love it. All right, mate. Well, it's time for time for our fourteen quick fire questions. So, as I said, we're just wanting to get to know John a little bit, little bit better. Um, You've got about five seconds to answer answer each question. Uh, You're allowed to have one pass if you need it. Are you ready?
1: Oh, I'm ready as I would be.
0: <laughs> Where did you go to high school?
1: I went to high school in Melbourne at a school called Emmaus College.
0: Nice. Have heard of it. What was your first job and why didn't you stick to it?
1: First job was at KFC, cooking uh, deep fried chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah. And why didn't you stick to that?
1: <laughs> I, got, I, I moved up the ranks and I moved across to McDonald's. So,
0: uh, I just I thought, watched the, uh, that, that uh, movie, The Founder, about Ray Kroc and how he, uh, how he grew McDonald's. Very interesting, yeah. Um, what has your, what's been your biggest screw-up in business so far? Oh, a few.
1: Um, probably it was very early on in my career where I took on a business partner that I probably should not have partnered with. Got it.
0: And what are you most proud of?
1: Most proud of? Well, it's probably a personal thing. So, my, my family, I'm really proud of, you know, my wife and my kids. So,
0: cool. yeah. Love it. And what are you most excited about at the moment?
1: Oh. I'm pretty excited about jumping on a surfboard tomorrow and going for a surf at Byron Bay but uh, that's very short term but actually really really inspired for 2017 uh we we've really been working hard, hard on our systems procedures and um got a really good this mojo happening at the moment. So. That's wicked. Um, yeah. I,
0: I love I love that that sort of dynamic when it's when you got the buzz happening and everything's growing and and systemized and pumping along. Yeah. Uh what is something weird you used to do as a kid? Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a pass on that. I'm All right, come we'll come back to it. Who's your favorite band or musician?
1: Oh, so many, so many, but uh big fan of Mumford & Sons, Ooh, so just, just okay. rocking that at the
0: moment. And can you rate your own singing voice out of 10 for us?
1: Oh, it'd be very low, very low. Uh, do
0: you want to yeah. show us or maybe yeah. a little Mumford uh, & really Sons. Really Sons? No, no, no? no? okay. I yeah, have a bit of a uh,
1: gruff voice. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> you look like a rock star with that beard though, so at least yeah. you look the part. <laughs> what, what is your favorite food? Uh, it's
1: going to sound very boring, but... I am very partial to a subway footlong.
0: Oh, nice. And describe yeah. the last picture you remember taking on your phone.
1: Uh, <laughs> a wireframe on a whiteboard. <laughs> uh, uh, so that is very uninteresting. No, actually, no, I'll give you another one. It was my son making toast this morning. He had ladled on uh, Vegemite and peanut butter onto
0: some <sighs> Yeah, our, 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 our American listeners are probably thinking Vegemite. <laughs> I've heard of that stuff. Only Australians can like Vegemite. You, you just, yeah. Unless you, you were born in Australia, you, you'll never get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's one habit that you have that you'd love to change?
1: Habit? Um, I can probably be a little bit critical uh-huh. sometimes. It mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so. can be a good thing. Good, good, and bad. Not always good in a marriage, but. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay on that. laughs>
0: and what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, so many, so many. Um, oh, are we talking business or personally? Or everything. Everything, everything. Um, just consistency. I think that's mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm learning as I get older. Mm-hmm. So just being consistent Mm -hmm. um small incremental things done consistently on a daily basis add up to tremendous big things
0: love it and what's been the happiest day of your life so far
1: well there's a few i'll probably describe my wedding days as one of
0: those Yeah. yeah uh and the last one john hollenberg what do you love most about yourself
1: Oh, self reflection. <laughs> uh, like? It'd have to be the beard at the moment as yeah. I sit here stroking
0: I, I'd agree with out. that. <laughs> well, a few months into that.
1: All right. So we're going to definitely send a picture of his beard now. It's
0: maybe gone in January. Oh, it's, so. it's getting linked up in the show notes. And I think I might oh. put a Snapchat filter through it too. <laughs> okay. yeah, cool. Did yeah. you want to come back? Was there anything weird that you used to do as a kid?
1: Oh. Uh, I used to be able to like. I'm pretty tall and skinny, so I used to be able to suck my belly in <laughs> to a point where you can pretty much see most of my organs. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah, that was a way of freaking. Maybe we out. can
0: link one of those photos up in the show notes too. See if you can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, John, thanks again for coming on the show, mate. I think it's been super, super useful in um, helping our listeners figure out. Websites, web design, and WordPress websites, and where things are heading in in future, and, and helping people make better, more sound long term decisions with regard to their websites, mate. Um, I'll just finish off by asking, where can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, sure. So probably uh, best starting point would be our website, mm-hmm. which is five f i v e b y f i v e five by five. .com.au. Uh, so, yeah, there they can get a there's a, a free version of our audio book. They can download that, put that on the, their phone, listen to it on MP3 format uh, when they're in the car or running or doing whatever they do. Definitely
0: recommend uh, that book to to guys. And there's an awesome video on the homepage of 5by5.com.au that I really liked as well. I think it gets across your brand and, and what you guys do really nicely too. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Mate, so, thanks. Thanks, thanks again. Us. Heaps for, uh, for coming on the show. We'd love to get you on again sometime. Maybe, maybe next year we'll talk about what's changed in websites and where things are headed. Maybe it's like holograms and virtual reality <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> websites and God knows what artificial intelligence. Uh, who knows? But that will be really interesting. And mate, I wish you all the best for your little, uh, trip your time off in byron bay over the festive season and a huge 2017 at five by five
1: you too dave thanks for having us
0: thanks mate talk soon okay see ya bye bye you if you've listened all the way to the end of this episode i think it means that you've got some value out of it i hope so in return we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever just search the location station and don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff fun stuff at the locationstation.com And I'm not whispering because I want you to keep this podcast a secret. Please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable. Now go on, go and action some of the stuff that we learned today. I'll see you on the next episode.